0: The best, the best, the the Welcome back to Chopping It Up with D Randall, a virtual barbershop experience. Where we get to sit back down in our barber chair and get that virtual lineup, that virtual even Steven, virtual Faye. Ladies, you're welcome too, because y'all get the lineups, get your head in, get it laid to the side. Welcome. This is a family oriented show. So, like the fellas, Like I mentioned before, the ladies are welcome. We talk about any and everything on a PG level. So let's get ready to sit down and do what we do best. Let's get ready to chop it up. This episode is sponsored by my wife's business. Her name is Tia Monique, the great Tia Monique. And the name of her business is Let It Out Academy. She's a book coach that has all-inclusive self-publishing packages. Hey, look, it's time to share your stories with the world. I know I got a few girl bosses out there listening. Get with Tia Monique. And the way you get with her is you can dis- uh, schedule your di- discovery call at www.tiamonique.com. That's www. T as in time, I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. And the name of her business, Let It Out Academy. Without further ado, let's chop it up. Yo, did y'all watch the Super Bowl? Well, I know this is uh, the most watched Super Bowl in the Super Bowl era. That's 58 years. The defending champs, the Kansas City Chiefs, pulled it out, went back-to-back with a 25-22 victory over the San Francisco 49ers. There are a few things i like to say about this game, and I may mention halftime. I may not. It depend on how I feel. Now, you know what? I'll mention it, but we're going to start off with the game. This game started off really slow. And for most people, this era of football has been the pass-happy, uh point-score type of game. I grew up in a time where it was three yards and a, cro- a cloud of dust and strong defenses for where... The game itself was boring to a lot of people. I actually enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed what was being done because uh, defense wins championships in every sport. And I have always been a defensive-minded person. Uh, When I played sports in high school, I was a defensive-minded person. I played cornerback. I played safety in football. And in basketball, I was one of the uh, people who enjoyed playing defense on people. I enjoyed because that showed grit and determination and will to um, impose your will, even though the offensive minded person is doing the same. In this game, both defenses imposed their will. There were mistakes made by San Francisco silly penalties, uh, Christian McCaffrey, who's usually a sure-handed running back, fumbled the ball. Uh, a lot of things that could go wrong went wrong in this game, mainly on San Francisco's side. But there were some some things that went wrong on Ka- Kansas City's side. There were uh, a few breakdowns in protection for Patrick Mahomes, the stud quarterback, which – Uh, I'm going to talk about this later. He needs to be considered as one of the all-time great quarterbacks at his age. He's 28 years old, and the things that he's accomplished, a lot of the people on the list that they consider great, he's already accomplished. But I digress. We'll talk about that later. Let's get back to this game. Um, Defense ruled four and a half quarters because the game went to overtime. And when you're dealing with a defensive-minded game, there are, there are certain offensive plays that need to be executed, and Kansas City executed a few more than San Francisco. That's what gave the game away. Experience also gave the game to uh, Kansas City. Because they won the previous Super Bowl. They won Super Bowl 57. So you're looking at a experienced team, also a dangerous team, but a lot of people didn't really look at Kansas City's defense until later in the playoffs, how good they really were. Everybody knew what San Francisco brought to the game defensively. They had two great air rushers, both Ohio State alums and Chase. Uh, Young, and Nick Bosa. They had uh, great running backs. Greenlaw, he ended up getting hurt. I meant to say running backs. I meant to say linebackers. Greenlaw got hurt. But they had a defensive plan that could have worked. The offense, although people want to get on Brock Purdy, he actually played a pretty decent game. Besides the interception, uh, he played a decent game. What what people need to look at is Kyle Shanahan's play calling on the offensive side of the ball. Steve Wilkes did a great job calling defensive plays. We can question we can question some of Shanahan's plays. For instance in the second half while Christian McCaffrey was moving the ball on the ground he was running effectively I think he was averaging more than four yards a carry you went away from that and started passing the ball, which opened up Chris Jones, that wonderful defensive tackle, and Spagnola, to change his def- defensive strategy to blitz more. That was perfect. You played right into uh, Spag's uh, defensive scheme when you could have kept running the ball. You were, you were effectively running the ball with McCaffrey. Now, if you could continue to do that, Spags has to adjust to run, stopping the run. I always, in all sports, compare baseball, football, especially football and basketball, to chess. Who makes the, the intelligent move and who makes the great counter move? Football is the best game to compare to chess because it's a thinking man's game. you got to stay ahead of your opponent. You have to game plan. You have to be almost intellectual. So you try to call a lot of these players, they're not smart or this and that. You have to have some intellect to play football. You have to have it. And it shows when you have an experienced team a very good coaching staff, it shows. Andy Reid is a great offensive-minded coach. He put his players in situations where they would win. That's a great coach. And Shanahan has lost four Super Bowls, was a part of four teams losing, and the most notable one is the 28-3 lead that they had against Tom Brady when he was in Atlanta. He gave that game away. Play calling is a huge thing in football. Yes, they have to execute. And if execution works, you look good. But when execution don't work, you look bad. The head coach gets the blame. The quarterback gets the worst of it because he's the guy with the ball in his hands. I can't say that this was Purdy's fault. Purdy played a really good game. He played a really good game. You put him in bad situations, though. And Andy Reid, he capitalized on what you did that put Brock in a bad situation. This was a a defensive game. It was a well-coached game from Andy Reid. It was a suspect coach game for uh, Kyle Shanahan. Now, Kyle Shanahan is the offensive-minded coach. His defensive coordinator is a very good coordinator. I got to give you mad credit. He called some very good defensive plays. The turning point was the start of the third quarter, in my opinion. No one scored. It was drives that were stalled by either great defense or suspect play-calling. And some on San Francisco side, some uh, bad penalties. There was a, a a bad play. Mahomes had pitched to the running back, and he lost it. But looking at Mahomes, and as much as uh, he gets on my nerve, Travis Kelsey, their experience helped Kansas City to get out of a lot of uh, predicaments that they put themselves in. That's why I underline. Experience in these type of games, because when it comes to is is gut gut check time, the experienced players, the experienced coaching staff seem to make the superior moves. They seem to have everything in place to pull off a victory. I really wanted uh San Francisco to win it. I had a lot of friends rooting. For San Francisco, my heart was telling me that Kansas City would win it because of their pedigree and their coaching staff and the players. They are a championship-caliber team, not taking anything away from San Francisco and their pedigree. They have won five Super Bowls in their illustrious time in the, in, in the NFL. So they, they have the hardware. In this instance, the coaches made, in my opinion, the inferior moves. Once you started to watch the game and you're a true football fan and you're watching as a student of the game, you, you begin to see that This was going to be who makes the last great play. Who puts themselves in the situation where they're going to succeed? Who has the fortitude to wear their team to victory? And all those checkpoints goes to Kansas City. Not to mention that they have one of the great young quarterbacks, if not once again, this would be an argument we can make later on in another podcast. But you have to look at Patrick Mahomes as being one of the top five quarterbacks to ever do it. At 28, remember, he still has a few years under his belt. And if they keep this team intact, it's possible he could win maybe two more. Who knows? Who knows how the football season goes? Who knows how the NFL goes? Those guys... That defensive unit put themselves in a situation where they were going to come out on top. They had the plays to be superior. They had the heart to win the game. And I don't question San Francisco's heart. You're dealing with a lot of guys who hasn't been there. They, They were not there. And to be honest, Detroit gave the blueprint on how to knock San Francisco down. We just didn't keep them down. Detroit didn't keep them down. Because I would, to be honest, Detroit should have been there. But we talked about that already. The the, the actual football people will understand me when I say this. They got people who look at it from uh Person not just wanting to be entertained, but a person who and who loves football and can break it down. Even though you probably not a coach, you're you're a couch coach, like I call myself. But if you played the game, and you enjoy the game, and you study the game, you can see where the playmakers, who was going to be a playmaker, who was going to make the right plays, and if your gut told you that Kansas City was going to win, they It told you right because you probably looked at it from an X's and O's standpoint and seen where San San Francisco needed to stop this, but they didn't. And you see where Kansas City did what they had to do with experience and the players. It was an amazing game to me. To the average person, was it boring? I think so. I think so because – The NFL was a uh, pass-happy, point-scoring game. That's what they wanted to get more fans, the average Joe fan. They wanted to get them. They even wanted to get the average lady, which pulls me into what else made the Super Bowl great is the Taylor Swift factor. I didn't care for it. I'm going to be honest. The NFL knew what they were doing. Travis Kelsey is dating a big-time Uh, tight end one of the all time greats is dating one of the most popular female artists in the world so what you did was NFL you're smart you're shrewd I give you credit you pulled off one of the all time great money making moves you took that relationship of two powerful peoples two powerful entities in their own world put them together and watch people flock to him. You know how many women was watching? I can imagine how many women was watching that were Taylor Swift fans or her fans, period. She had a guy friend. She added millions of dollars. They lined the NFL pockets big time. That was a smart move. I myself didn't care for it because I'm a football person that wants to watch football. I could care less. Who a football player is dating? Is he going to be productive in the game? Is he going to be a part of the game? Travis Kelsey was a part of the game. He showed up when he needed to because in the season, he didn't have one of his Travis Kelsey seasons. It was very subpar looking from my eyes for Travis Kelsey. Are you looking at him being clutch, him wanting to win that back-to-back Super Bowl because there's only a few teams that's actually ever done that. And I think the last team no, don't get me the line. I do remember the the, the Broncos doing it. I don't remember if the Patriots did it. I don't think they did. But um it's difficult to win any championship back to back. And they pulled it off. They pulled it off. Big time moves were made in that game. You know, it was it was uh Like I say, the main one that that got me is Chris Jones on the defensive end. He was a disruptor in a lot of the formations that the 49ers wanted to run and what they wanted to do. They didn't have much of an answer for him. He was in the backfield, especially when Spagnola called the opportunistic play. It was mainly him on the defensive side for uh, the 49ers. Chase Young made a few plays, but uh, I got to give it to Nick Bosa. He was able to keep his containment. He didn't overpursue pursue on a lot of plays, which made Mahomes not as deadly as he needed to be in a few of the plays. Nick, Nick Bosa kept them boys in the game. He kept, he kept them in the game for a while. It's just that the offense didn't put up enough within the four quarters of the game. Overtime was probably the most exciting period of the whole game. The 49ers needed to capitalize on field position that they didn't capitalize on. They didn't score touchdowns. They left points on the field. Yes, you want to take field goals, but you'd rather have, especially against an experienced team like uh, Kansas City, you want to put touchdowns on the board. You really don't want to put field goals. You put a couple touchdowns on the board, then if you tack on two good field goals and you're still giving your opposition problems, okay. They need a They need a touchdown. They only scored two touchdowns. I think to beat Kansas City in that game, they probably needed to score four they probably needed four touchdowns because the defense would have carried them. The defense would have carried them. but You would have to put up points to stop these cats. It's not an easy task. I'm not saying that it would have been the easiest thing in the world. But what I watched San Francisco play against the Lions, the Lions almost offensively is just as dangerous as – Kansas City maybe a little more dangerous because you have more offensive weapons on Detroit, and Detroit did in the first half. It, uh, they put up big numbers, but it comes down the sec- It comes down to adjustments, and they made the adjustments. They made the adjustments, and those adjustments got San Francisco to the Super Bowl. Got them to the Super Bowl. Mad love and respect for them. They fought their way and did what they had to do. But you give a huge, huge, huge shout-out to the Kansas City Chiefs, back-to-back champions, um, Patrick Mahomes, Travis uh, – wow, sorry about that. The people that line up, man, I'm enjoying the lineup. I'm not talking well. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes, three Super Bowl championships. So they they made their mark in history. Um Andy Reid, who couldn't win the big one when he was with Philadelphia, but he ended up coming and winning three. You give him mad credit. Mad props, mad credit to the Chiefs. I believe San Francisco is going to be all right because they're a well-run organization. John Lynch is a heck of a general manager. He's going to put more pieces to this puzzle to make them even more dangerous. Uh, mad props to them too. So I'm I enjoyed the Super Bowl. A lot of people, a few of my friends, they thought I was born. I say, well, yeah, I get it. I understand why you would think that. When I when you're a defensive minded person that loves football like that, that's a game you you love to watch because you get a chance to see what defenses can do. You know, and I I appreciate that. I'm gonna take a little time to talk about the halftime show. I'm not really big on halftime shows. I, I've seen a few that were very good. The uh, the one in L.A. with Snoop, Dre, Mary J. Fitty, Eminem that one was amazing. Michael Jackson's was amazing. Beyonce's was amazing. I am a huge Prince fan, so when it rained and he decided to sing Purple Rain, that that. Took me out. Janet Jackson gave a good one before Justin Timberlake went Pornhub. <laughs> he, he went all out outrageous. This one, I am a I'm a big time Usher fan. And I've seen him perform. I was a little disappointed. I was a little disappointed in this performance. Mainly because I hold him to such a high standard and I've seen much better from Usher. This one was not Usher for me. I know a lot of people loved it. I wasn't a huge fan of it. Um Alicia Keys, I'm I'm a Alicia Keys fan. But I I mean, I'm also a music lover and I come from a long line of music musical people in my family. So I look at stuff differently than most people would look at. Can I get up there and perform like that? Probably not. But I know people in my family could. I know uh, uh, people. Well, I'm going to say this. I know Usher could have done better. because could take pride in what he doing. He's great at it. I just didn't think this was an Usher thing. You know, no not to him. I just, when you hold a particular performer, to a standard that you see consistently and then something is not there with this particular performance. It's not that you, you hate them. You're just looking at it like, no, that's not Usher. That's not Alicia. Nah, her on that guitar. Stud. She called. You know what I mean? Um, Luda gonna be Luda. And that's what kind of threw me off. He had the people. He had Lil' John. He had Jermaine Dupree. ATL was rapping. And for the performance, I just don't think that that was an usher performance. I really, like I say, I'm saying this so I can give my viewpoint on the uh, the halftime show. But I, I, in all honesty, I very rarely watch a halftime show. Usually, if they say who's on it, that's who that's what will probably get me to watch. Uh, I I I'm not a real hat. I enjoyed uh, the America the Beautiful, uh, Reba McIntyre sang the Star Spangled Banner, big fan of hers, uh, the uh, Black National Anthem. I really didn't know her, but she she did her thing. But uh, I, I can't say that I was wowed by this Usher uh, performance. Mainly, I keep repeating it, mainly because of the standard I hold him to and what I've seen. It just wasn't him. The game itself, though, loved it. Loved it. Um, It started slow. it It stayed slow. Penalties. Bad play calling. Once again, to the normal person, I can see why you would say, oh, this boring." But well, Obviously, it wasn't too boring because the Taylor Swift uh, effect and the game made it the most watched in Super Bowl history. Mainly because of the Taylor Swift name, because the layperson watched it. They knew they was going to be panning on her, showing pictures of her. They, you know, Taylor Swift is a big-time name and then you got big-time names on Kansas City, and a big-time name is Dayton Taylor Swift. So, people want to see that type of stuff. Me, personally, I watch the game because I love football. And this type of football really gets the juices going for me because you see why I lean to always say offense sell tickets, defense wins championships." if you're a middle-of-the-pack defense, you have a chance to win a Super Bowl. And if you're a top-five defense, you have a great chance to win a Super Bowl. A lot of the top offenses, they get there. If they win it, that means they had a decent defense too. Because if you got two very good offenses, somebody has to stop somebody. And the the middle-of-the-pack defense, if they make a few plays, You're in there. You're in there. You can win it. I enjoyed it. It was a fun thing for me. Remember the name Patrick Mahomes. Remember the name, Travis Kelsey. They're gonna go down as two of the greatest in their position, one being quarterback, other being the tight end. Remember those names. Keep those names etched in your mind. Because there's a possibility that both of them will retire as the greatest at each position. There, there's a huge, huge chance. And both of them being, well, Travis, is, I think, is older. But I know Mahomes is not even 30 yet. And He has an MVP. He's been the Super Bowl MVP multiple occasions. I think all three times they won it. He has won the Super Bowl three times. He has passed uh, over 5,000 yards a few times. I think he was the fastest to get to uh, a certain amount of yardage, I believe. I think it was 20000 But don't give me the line, but I know he's one of the fastest to do it. Keep that, those names in mind. And you also need to keep in mind for the 49ers, Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayu, Debo Samuels. And I'm going to give him his respect, even though he was the last pick in the draft and they called that pick Mr. Irrelevant, Brock Purdy. Keep these guys in mind when the 2024 20, season crank up in August. You know, I'm going to be watching the Lions. You know, I'm going to be watching the Packers. You know, I'm going to be watching uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm naming off teams that I got family members that love. But everybody from Detroit, they first love is the Detroit Lions. And they usually have uh, another team that we root for because the Lions has been so futile. It looks like we're on our way up. Keep these names in mind, man, and we're going to, this time next year, be talking about the Super Bowl again and give analysis and our opinions on the halftime show. Hey, man, I'm glad I sat in this chair with you good people, man, getting this line up. We're getting that virtual line up, that virtual fade. We're going to get this talk put on, get up, get ready, get out of this chair. But before we get out the chair, I tell you that this show is also sponsored by Creative Eight Incorporated. Get your graphics done for every event, any and every event, or announcement. We also do web designs, flyers, logos, business cards, brochures, and full branding packages. If you want to get any information about that, you can email Tamara at TMONIQ.com. That's T-A-M-A-R-A, the at symbol, T-I-A-M-O-N-I-Q-U-E dot com. And that is Creative A. Incorporated. <laughs> hey, the podcast also has a Patreon page, y'all. You can link up. You can get uh, some, uh, some uh, stuff that's not put out yet. You can also give your... Suggestions, you can give your comments, you can do whatever you need to do. You get some exclusive things that I'm gonna put out in, in the Patreon page first that you'll be able to see before anybody else. The web the link to that is https colon backslash backslash be as and boy it dot ly backslash chopping it up c h O-P-P-I-N-I-T-U-P. That is the link for the Patreon page. Hit that link, join, and you'll be able to be, see a whole lot of stuff that has not been put out yet. You'll be able to get exclusives. You'll be able to give uh, suggestions and things of that nature. Well, it's another show, man. I'm happy to have you with me. I'm glad you came to chop it up with your boy. Until next time, man, when we sit in this chair, we out.